3: I am Tom Holland and this is Fitness Disrupted. Lifting for strength versus lifting for size. Great topic. What are your goals with strength training? And are either of these one of them? And oftentimes they are, right? You have specific goals with your strength training And there are differences in how you are going to go about that. Many differences. This is essentially strength and size 101. I didn't think putting 101 in the title worked, but this is a primer. There's more to it. There always is. But this is absolutely what you need to get started if you're strength training and if either of these are your goals or whatever your goal is with strength training. And that's really Important is that you clarify right at the start what your goals are with strength training. And they don't have to be just one, but you got to know what you're working towards because that will dictate many different things. And those different things are what this show's about. The type of exercises you do, the way you structure your week, the number of sets, the number of repetitions, how you do each rep even makes a difference. But let's start with the absolute basic. First of all, I have to, as I normally do, pull some quotes to show you how goofy and misinformed and confusing the advice often is. Now, this is Wikipedia, which I rarely pull something from, but it popped up right away. And it's a perfect starting talking point for this subject. So what's strength what is strength, right? I think you know, but what is the actual definition? According to Wikipedia, and the first thing that comes up, if you Google strength, at least on my browser, and I quote, physical strength is the measure of a human's exertion of force on physical objects. That's pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. Not perfect, but good enough. But the second sentence I have many problems with. Second sentence goes on to, increasing physical strength is the goal of strength training. Is the goal. Really? That's the goal for everyone? I don't think so. I don't think so. And that's the perfect way to start this discussion because there are so many different goals of strength training. And actually, the most current research is insanely amazing. And I've brought you many studies and will continue. You know, what we thought were the only benefits of strength training? Not even close not even close. And so to be that specifically incorrect that increasing physical strength is the goal of strength training? Well, no. When you're lifting for size, as I will talk about, they don't really care. Bodybuilders don't really care how much they lift. It doesn't matter. They get on stage. The judges aren't going, you know, I bet he can bench 300. Or she can bench, you know, 400? No. It's all about hypertrophy, which is a fancy word for building muscle. And that's not where it ends. Increasing physical strength is not the only goal of strength training. It's also injury prevention. As I get older, that is much more important than the aesthetic. And there's the whole psychological side that this definition doesn't even go into. Now, yes, I know it's Wikipedia, but there are other equally incorrect definitions. So there are many different goals of strength training, and that's what this show's about. These are two specific goals. Are you lifting for strength? Pure strength? Or are you lifting for size? Or, let's confuse the issue a tiny bit, do you want both? Do you want both? Well, quick break and when we come back we have to revisit that old topic that i bring up all that not old but that always applies when we talk about this type of subject the overload principle all right because that's where this all starts quick break we will be right back
1: at purdueglobal.edu.
3: Talking about the difference. Are there differences between lifting for strength and lifting for size? Yes, there are. And that's what this show's about. But as I said before the break, the overload principle is what? When we stress our body, when we stress our muscles, when we overload them, they have to respond. And strength training causes tiny micro tears in the muscle tissue and it's in the rebuilding of those tissues that strength and size occur. Now, it is much more complex than that, especially when it comes to strength. There's a whole neuromuscular connection. You're actually learning to lift, utilizing more muscle fibers. And that's part of all of this. And when I talk about you know, your fitness level and experience, that comes into play. But the overload principle is exercise, science, exercise, phys 101 when it comes to strength training. And that's why if you generally use weights that are too light and don't do enough reps, you know, overload your muscles, they don't respond in the way that many would expect or want, not going to build significant strength You're definitely not going to build significant size if you don't overload the muscles. And there are different ways to do that. And that's where we talk about sets and reps and exercise selection and all of those things, okay? All right, so there are differences between lifting for strength and lifting for size. But let's go back to your goals. What is your goal? Because that's really important. Are you a strict power lifter? Are you a woman who's competing in, you know... uh, powerlifting competitions. A great guest on who talked about that. She was and is competing in those events. And that's awesome. So that's where specificity comes in. But if you are lifting for competition purposes, that is going to dictate the specific workouts you do. And that's where it comes to just specificity of training, which is a commonsensical concept, but it's often not followed. In other words, if you want to compete in powerlifting and bench press is part of that, well, then you're going to work on bench press as a primary part of your training, deadlift squats, things like that. So whatever you want to get stronger at with your goal, especially if it's for competitions, well, that is a huge focus. And then you start to build off of that. But that is absolutely where you start. And if your goal is a specific sport, are you a football lineman? Are you a triathlete? Are you someone who is training for a specific event like CrossFit or a Spartan race? Well, then your exercises are going to as closely approximate the demands of that event. CrossFit is very simple as far as the specificity. You know what you're going to do. Well, they oftentimes don't tell you what you're going to do beforehand, but you know the essential types of movements and exercises that you need to do. And so again, back to specificity. So this is where strength and specificity cross. Specific adaptations to impose demands, the said principle, okay? But if your goal is runner, and this is why that definition falls apart so quickly, you know, increasing physical strength is the goal of strength training? Well, yes and no. A runner is lifting weights for two main reasons, in in my opinion, and what they should be doing to improve performance and decrease the likelihood of injury and decreasing the likelihood of injury so they can train more and increase performance. Okay, so it's simple, yet it's complicated. But it always goes back to the simple. All right, so what is your specific goal? Get really specific on why you are strength training. And if it's for strength and that strength is for a specific type of event, well, then that will again dictate the exercises you choose first and foremost. And then if you're lifting for size, as I said, that is a really simple way to differentiate between the two. You know, there are some bodybuilders who aren't half as strong as powerlifters who don't look as strong because it's not the goal of the bodybuilder. It's pure size and symmetry, pure size and symmetry. And that surprises a lot of people. I remember when I was a kid, you know, getting really interested in this seventh, eighth grade, especially looking at bodybuilders like, wow. And you thought, oh my gosh, they must be able to lift a lot of weight. Now let me stop right there because this is where, yes, Occam's razor simplicity. If you lift heavy things, you will what? You're going to get stronger. So even though the bodybuilder's goal or I'm saying bodybuilder but you know vanity you know back when I was in my 20s, 30s, mostly 20s, 30s I started getting into the sports more, the triathlon and running, but that was size. That's what that was about. All right, that's that's a huge difference. Strength? Didn't really care. And to be honest, I've never cared that much about how much I lifted. Other than high school and bench press, and it was mostly bench press, which you really a topic for another day. But what does that really show? (laughs) We talk about the combine and football and, you know, what are they truly testing? But yeah, back in the day, it was cool to say I can bench, you know, X amount, X more than my body weight, right? But bodybuilders are lifting for aesthetics, size and symmetry. And that is different. And that's going to dictate what you do. All right? So let's get into the differences. And I've already alluded to and talked about right away the type of exercises you do. Now, again, this is 101, but it's what most of you who are at least starting out beginner to intermediate need to know. So if you've clarified your goals and you say, yeah, I want to get stronger for this event, this competition, or just maybe for the gym, (laughs) maybe. And that's, that's purely fine. Right. If you're like, hey, I love going to the gym and I want to be able to bench X and I want to be able to squat X and I want to be able to deadlift X. And thanks to social media, that's a huge goal of people, too. They're like, I don't even care what I do in the gym, but I want to be able to put on social media that I can deadlift 500 pounds. Now, please be careful. (laughs) I've done way too many shows and I've watched way too many. Frightening social media, Instagram type posts with some of the worst form ever with some of the heaviest weights and it frightens me to no end. And again, let me just throw out there to you trainers and others in the industry. I am a fitness expert in lawsuits. I've done many, involved in several right now. And oftentimes that social media is utilized As evidence. So just be careful what you post. Okay. On a tangent, but that's another goal. So many people are like, hey, you know what? Got a cool Instagram account. Um, X years. I got, listen, people my age who are like focused on, you know, deadlifting insane amounts of weight. Not for me, but that's their goal. Okay. So that's the difference. So, type of exercises. Very simple. I just said, if you're someone focused on strength and your goal is deadlift, squat, bench press, you are going to do those type of exercises. Those are compound movements. They involve more than one joint, more than one muscle group. And those are generally what people who are focused on strength focus on. Those type of exercises. And they're generally more advanced. Olympic lifts are a huge part of Many of those types of programs for obvious reasons, right? You're not doing single-arm tricep kickbacks if your goal is to bench press twice your body weight. Now you can. Strength is strength. And if you're exercising frequently, that could be part of it, but generally not. (laughs) That is not, that is not something you really focus on. Right. So there you go. The exercises will change. Now, if you are focused on Size, you are still going to do those. And that's why it's 101. This is where it gets a little complicated, but not. Bodybuilders, sure, they're going to do bench press, they're going to do squats, uh, but they're also going to add in what? Those exercises that focus on specific muscles, just one isolation exercises, right? And this is where you give bodybuilders huge credit. That symmetry part, that's really hard. It takes a lot of work. Now, yes, there are performance-enhancing drugs involved in the higher levels of this and the lower levels, but it does not take away from the fact that those bodybuilders and those people in the gym who look really good, who are symmetrical, and what does that mean? It means your lower body, especially for guys, your legs are in symmetry. They're not tiny compared to your upper body. You're doing all your muscle groups and they are balanced. And so if you are... Focused on size, you're going to do compound movements to maximize your time, but you're also going to add in those isolation movements. And that is a big difference between strength and size. Now, both groups are going to do both types, but it is the amount of time you focus on those exercises, right? If you're focusing on size, you're going to do, generally speaking, more isolation exercises and more overall exercises. And that goes into everything else. The amount of weight you use, the number of muscle groups and body parts you do per workout, the number of workouts per week, the number of reps, the number of sets, and your rest. And when we come back from this break, gonna get to all those things. All right. Quick break, we'll be right back.
1: at purdueglobal.edu.
3: All right, so we're talking about lifting for size versus strength, kind of get you started on that. I have a couple guests that I'm going to have on that will go into this in greater detail, but this is just to get us started here. And this is mostly what the vast majority of you need if those are your goals. All right, so type of exercises, specificity, more compound movements for strength, more isolation type exercises for those who are building size and symmetry, all right? Then the weight used is going to be somewhat self-explanatory, right? If you're lifting for strength, you are going to generally lift heavier. Bodybuilders are, by and large, and people who, and again, every time I say bodybuilder, I feel like I'm leaving out the aesthetics. I'm just using that for simplicity's sake. People who are lifting for size, you don't have to go super heavy. It's counterintuitive. So that is a big takeaway from this show. It is more about volume. And that's the newest research. That's the really interesting stuff. And so I have to have uh, Dr. Schoenfeld back on. There's a big departure from what I studied years ago. It was about the overload principle and lifting super heavy to get bigger. But now the research is saying, yeah, it matters. You got to lift heavy enough, enough to cause that overload principle, but then it's volume of training. So what does that mean? People who lift for size are going to generally do more sets and more exercises, right? So you're not going to do just bench press and a couple sets like the power lifter or the person who's working on strength will do. They're going to do fewer sets and fewer reps. I'm going to tie them in. Makes it easier. Fewer sets and fewer reps than the bodybuilder. The bodybuilder is going to do as much volume as possible. In other words, they're going to do, you know, just throw out an example, bicep curls with dumbbells, bicep curls with a barbell, chin-ups. They're going to do multiple exercises for that body part. And that's volume. Volume is essentially the number of sets, the number of reps, and the amount of weight used. And so the bodybuilder is going to do more per body part for those reasons, to build that size, to get as much volume as possible. The person working on strength is more focused on that weight and that progression to get up to that weight, the heavier and heavier weights. And so the strength person, generally the, the reps are less. Now, this is where we get a little tricky with strength and power, and there's different definitions of specific strength. Don't want to get into that here. But for simplicity purposes, 1 to 8 reps for strength, and then 8 to 15. Again, these are ballpark figures, but 8 to 15 for size. And the strength person is generally going to use heavier weights. I was about to say much, obviously, but it depends. But that's the goal of strength, is to maximize the amount of weight you lift. One of the big takeaways for those of you who are just learning about these two things is, again, you may think that that favorite bodybuilder of yours or the guy or woman at the gym who looks uh, enormous, basically the women who are walking around with more muscle, they have to work harder to get that thanks to hormonal stuff. Obviously, it's genetically dependent on the person as well. But for this discussion, you know, that enormous bodybuilder, Again, they're powerlifters who you go, that guy can't lift more than that ginormous uh, bodybuilder. Yeah, because that's their focus, and that's what they train. And now we're talking about muscle fiber recruitment and things like that. Okay, so weight used, heavier, generally speaking, for the person focused on strength. The bodybuilder, those people working on size, symmetry, are going to do more exercises, more sets, higher reps and a moderate to heavy weight. So that's the big departure in the textbooks that you can get away with, and oftentimes, because you're doing more volume, by the way, a little bit lighter weight, still challenging, to build size. All right? So now let's get into number of muscle groups, body parts. This is super confusing for many people, but it's not. It's confusing because the performance-enhancing drug part comes in and that's where it's difficult for someone who's not doing those to understand why they don't look like the people in those magazines who are doing what? two, One or two body parts, two, three per workout. So this gets into the, just the way sets and reps were intertwined, the number of body parts you do per workout. And now we're talking more about working out for size, obviously is how many times you're going to work out per week, right? So an end, let me throw in a third part, actually, it's your fitness level, right? So if you're just starting out, you want to do essentially three full body workouts per week to build size. Two to three and three is better. Yes, more is better to a point. But Monday, Wednesday, Friday, full body, working on size for the beginner. To, to intermediate then as you get more advanced intermediate to advanced and you're working out more times per week if you're doing five six trips to the gym or trips to your home gym per week then you can start to split up the body parts you actually have to right to rest and that's where you can do a split routine upper body one day lower body the next six days per week you're still hitting each body part three times Hitting each body part is not the focus of someone working for strength in the way that it is someone working for size. So we're talking volume for the person trying to increase size, and the more times per week, the better. And since your body, your muscles need what? 24 hours rest. The number of times you work out per week is going to dictate the number of body parts and the way that workout is every day. So again, those of you just starting out and don't want to work out that many times per week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, full body, hour long if you can, and just getting in as many exercises as possible within that workout. Strength different. Strength is really hard if you're lifting super heavy weights. And so let's go back a little bit. The rest, periods, That's one of the huge differences. If you see someone at the gym who is a powerlifter versus a bodybuilder, what is that powerlifter doing more of during that hour or two? Sitting doing nothing. Because now we can get into energy systems, don't want to, don't have to, but suffice it to say, you do a super heavy three rep squat set, then you go and you sit for three to five minutes. To let that energy system replenish. And your, you know, your neuromuscular system as well. The neural component, there's, there's a lot going on. So a person who is lifting for strength as a goal is going to rest a heck of a lot more within that workout. The person lifting for size, you're going to take rests. But generally speaking, 30 to 60 seconds is plenty. Again, talking in generalizations here, but for the vast majority of you, that's all you need right now. And watch. Watch those power lifters. They do their deadlifts, one, two, three reps, five, whatever that number is, lower generally, and then they rest. So the volume of work is generally much lower than the person lifting for size. Because the weight and the intensity is much greater. You know, it's much more taxing on the body to do three 500-pound deadlifts than it is to do three sets of 12 repetitions of 40-pound dumbbell curls. All right? And let me give you one final differential, and then we'll pull it all together the actual speed of the repetitions makes a difference. Now, if you've listened to my prior podcast on things like eccentric training and slow reps and the six-second rep, I have lived my life doing slower repetitions, and and that's a great quick talking point. My goal was to, yes, increase size a little bit. Yes, I I was trying to do and am continuing to do many different goals at the same time, and that's why I started the show by saying you don't have to have just one or two or three goals. So I wanted to look good. I wanted to perform well in the sports that I was doing. And that's running and triathlon. And I want to be injury free. And that it's it's more difficult to do all those things, especially to put on muscle and go fast. There's a reason why marathoners don't carry a lot. Top marathoners don't carry a lot of muscle. Part's genetic. (laughs) And for the top people, it slows you down. And so those were kind of, Contradictory or competing goals, but I also really focused on slow repetitions because I wasn't going for absolute strength. And that's one of the different types of strength if you really want to break it down. I didn't care how much I benched, didn't care how much I squatted. Wanted to look good, wanted to perform well, wanted to feel good. All right. So that's a big differentiator when it comes to size and strength. People who are lifting for size generally go slower, generally, again. It's time under tension. So that's why, the perfect way to start to wrap this up, that's why so many people who are lifting for size, men and women, women more now than when I first started, but when you're lifting weights that are too heavy, oh my gosh, perfect way to pull this all together, and you're using more momentum and you're decreasing your time under tension, that is why so many people fail To see their size gains. And so I am a practitioner of one to two seconds on the up, three to four seconds on the down, time under tension. Now you're going to get stronger, you're going to build more size, and you're going to prevent injury with that rep, slowing it down using lighter weights, not light weights, lighter. Moderately heavy, challenging, last few reps are difficult without losing form. So you start to see the big difference. It's in the goals of the strength versus size person. And then the way that dictates all the differences within your workout. How much weight you use, how many sets, how many reps, the speed of the repetition, the type of exercises used and how you structure that week. And it always comes back to specificity. What is your goal? Your goal is to bench twice your body weight. Then you're going to spend a lot of time benching and doing dumbbells and barbells and push-ups and anything that's going to help you with that. And not a lot of wasted time. You know, bicep curls are really not going to help that bench press. So there you have it. 101, there's a lot more to it, but that's, for the vast majority of you who need the difference between the two, there it is. And it's really kind of cool. You know, oftentimes bodybuilders are looked at, even, you know, both bodybuilders and people who are trying to build size, aesthetics, and powerlifters are looked at as not being maybe higher in the IQ or, or intelligence. It takes, it, there's science behind this is where I'm trying to get to. And those people who have achieved both of those things, the ability to be really strong or be really symmetrical and increase their size of their body, that takes not just work, but knowledge. And now you have a little bit of it, all right? And there you have it. The difference between lifting for strength and lifting for size. I will do much more on this. Many more experts coming in, but only the best. Only the Dr. Brad Schoenfelds and people like that who are at the top of their game. All right? Questions? Let me know. Reach out. Tom H. Fit is Instagram. Tom H. is Twitter. Topics you want covered, reach out with those as well. I love the success stories getting more and more as this show gets into its advanced years. What are we on now? I'm getting there. Uh, hundreds of shows and you can also go to fitnessdisrupted.com email me through the site if you want more about everything i just talked about my most recent book the micro workout plan has all this in there, okay? all of my years of training and clients uh, and success stories and methodology. The micro workout plan that is the most recent book if you have read it, Amazon reviews, so greatly appreciated. Got to break that hundred reviews. That is a goal of mine. I'm very much into the goal setting and putting it out there. So there you have it. Uh, thank you for letting me indulge myself at the end here. Uh, but remember, my goal is to bring you the best information. I have the greatest job in the world. And I work for the greatest companies. Radio lets me pick these topics and just bring them to you. And that's a gift in this industry, to be honest. I've worked really hard for that freedom. And now you get that information. Because I want you to live your best life. It's too important. This information is too important. I want you to live as long as possible, but just as important. I want those years to be quality. Injury free. And you have the ability to do whatever you want to do for as long as you want to do it. Like the 105-year-old woman I just saw who set a record for, what was it, the 100-yard dash or something like that. Amazing, and that can be you. But you have to be smart. You have to listen. You have to trust, but verify, and I'm doing the verifying for you. You can have all that, all right? Thank you for listening. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
2: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next-day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com.
3: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There are some things that are too good
1: to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events.